Hey everybody, my name is Nyla and you're listening to Greener Thoughts, the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, and other things you'd like to know. Today's topic is all about how the UK is not doing enough to end fast fashion. So let's begin. So welcome to Greener Thoughts. Whether this is your first time listening or not, thanks for tuning in. The podcast Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday for your enjoyment. Please be sure to review Greener Thoughts, share and support it, especially if you love it. And lastly, contact Greener Thoughts by voice message. The info is posted in the podcast description and every episode show notes or send an email to greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. to first go ahead and start off with um, a mini announcement, I guess you could say, um, mainly because I have a few surprises in store and so I'm thinking about I'm doing some really great stuff and in the future I'm going to announce them probably um, in a few short um, podcasts in the future. Um, so be sure to look out for those and see what's in store for Greener Thoughts. Um, the next segment I want to transition to is in other news, which is where uh, you get a quick dose of what's happening in today's world. So the first headline is that two hours a week is a key dose of nature for health and well-being. Um, that headline was found in uh, the science news section of sciencedaily.com, and it goes on to talk about um, how research. Um, led by the University of Exeter, published in scientific reports and funded by NIHR, found that people who spend at least 120 minutes or two hours in nature a week are significantly more likely to report good health and higher psychological well-being than those who don't visit nature at all during an average week. The second headline is that Our love of almonds is seriously jeopardizing honeybees, and that was found in the Huffington Post uh, in its environment section. So almond growers are scrambling to ensure that they had enough uh, bees to populate their valuable crops, um, reaching out to beekeepers as far away as Florida, striking deals with mom and pop stores uh, that keep a few hundred bees. The third and last headline is that uh, the real-life trefula tree said to have uh, inspired the Lorax by Dr. Seuss Falls. And that was found also um, in Huffington Post, known as HuffPost, in its environment section. And the beloved um, and influential tree uh, it fell in the San Diego community of uh, La Jolla. So the, um, the news for this episode is coming from treehugger.com. As you all know, it's one of my favorite uh, places to go for information, all things environmental. And so I entitled this news piece, um, UK Fast Fashion is Slow to End. And for, for you know, a different uh, number of reasons, you know, it's going to end. Uh, one of them, um, I'll get to in a little bit. I mean, it goes on to um, the source from 
on treeharper.com and went into a, a numbered list sort of of the different reasons why the UK is kind of pulling their feet about ending fast fashion, unfortunately. So I want to first define what fast fashion is according to a few sources. So according to Investopedia, uh, fast fashion just allows mainstream customers, so like you and me, the masses, to purchase trendy clothing at an affordable price. And you know, that means essentially that clothing designs that are, you know, catwalk ready, can move quickly essentially from the catwalk and from these fashion uh, empires and and clothing designers of the world to you know your doorstep essentially and so you know they're quick to meet the demand and trends are ongoing and they they're keeping up the pace so the fashion is fast and it's almost endless it seems because every new season there's something else new to buy and to uh, consume so with the UK government, sadly, um, they're actually not doing great when it comes to putting a stop to fast fashion. Um, and so, you know, they don't consider fast fashion, fast fashion um, as great an environmental threat as it is and as MPs do. MPs, I found out, are members of parliament. Um, and I'll actually talk about a website that they have um, for all my UK listeners um, and everyone there um, to check your um, members of parliament. There's their website. You can go to, of course, www.parliament.uk forward slash MPS dash lords dash and dash offices forward slash MPS forward slash. So you can look up all your members of parliament from A to Z in their offices and contact information to uh, you know go ahead and talk to them directly. Um, next, I want to talk about some of the um, recommendations that the UK government actually voted against um, because there's, there was this report called Fixin' Fix Fashion and it went about a clear set of guidelines that would be optimal for the UK government to go ahead and be on board with and agree with so that they could solve the issue um, in their region of fast fashion. So I'm going to talk about some of the uh, recommendations and the the fact that the UK government go ahead went ahead and you know shot them down. Um, it's very sad and it kind of made me angry um, because most of these things kind of seemed easy to to be doable and so I didn't understand why the UK government didn't allow some of these or rejected some of these recommendations. So first recommendation is that the report wanted for um, a penny charge uh, per garment um, as part of a new extended uh, producer responsibility scheme or EPR um, that would raise uh, 35 million pounds per year annually uh, for better clothing collection and sorting, which is great. You know, just a penny, you know, added there would raise this much money, doesn't seem bad. And of course, um, it would mean, you know, better clothing collection and sorting, which is what we need. Uh, even in America, we need this type of uh, uh, enforcement. We need this type of action going. Um, and a ban on incinerating or landfilling unsold stock uh, that could be reused or recycled, you know, that is very much uh, needed as well. Um, and the government said it would prefer to implement positive approaches rather than punitive. Well, that may not 
that may not work now. I mean, we need, um, in America here, we need some of this stuff. Why can't we have some of this, uh, this recommendation to go ahead and put a charge on garments and have this money be used for collection and sorting? There's so many things I've learned in the past year, two years about how our donations of clothing, um, they aren't always going to, you know, sustainable places that are sometimes being landfilled themselves. So the fact that um, the Fixin uh, Fashion Report, you know, recommends that there should be a, a charge to um, have money raised for this sort of, you know, clothing collection and sorting is very positive. So I don't understand why the government wouldn't, um, wouldn't, it, wouldn't itself be on board with this and saying it's punitive when it, it doesn't really seem too punitive. Um, mandatory. The next uh, recommendation is that mandatory environmental targets um, for fashion companies with an overturn um, above a 36 million pounds um, could be enforced. And uh, the government. Um, actually poses this and it would prefer to see voluntary measures taken by the industry, but it fails to note evidence that, quote, the impact of increased volumes of clothing being sold outweighs the efficiency savings made on carbon and water, end quote. Um, That makes me believe that the government wants the onus to be voluntarily Um, on fashion companies, which I don't think makes any sense because if it were up to the companies, they wouldn't disclose any of this information, period. They would let it be um, known that they, you know, won't disclose to you, the public, that they're discarding much of their material waste, which I'll I'll, I'll talk about later. And the quick fact, how much is disposed of within the industry, you know, they're not going to tell you uh, voluntarily what they're doing as part uh, of their mission to safeguard their industry and, and take responsibility. They're not going to do that. So I think the government's wrong specifically in saying, quote, they would see the prefer to, to see um, voluntary measures within the industry and have them be responsible for it instead of taking the reins and saying, no, we're going to see how many volumes of clothing you yourselves as fashion brands are overturning and how they're impacting the environment. That's what I'd like to see. The next recommendation is that, um, the third one is that the fashion industry, uh, they, uh, the report would says that, um, the fashion industry itself needs to come together to create a blueprint for a net zero emissions world and a reduction of carbon consumption down to um, the 1990s um, uh, levels of uh, carbon consumption, which is nice. Um, but again, the government, uh, the UK government specifically, of course, um, is preferring to, um, again, state they prefer voluntary measures to reduce carbon emissions, water usage, and waste, which is kind of arbitrary because it means that it's voluntary. That means you can or can't do it. You know, the fashion industry would be, again, um, you know, putting out um, information about the carbon levels voluntarily. That's what the government is saying that they would prefer to have happened and, and would prefer to exist. Uh, the next recommendation is, as far as the report, that the government should publish a, a publicly 
accessible list of retailers required to release a modern slavery statement. I like this. I'm on board with this. Um, and they said that it should be supported by an appropriate penalty for those companies who fail to report and comply with the Modern Slavery Act. Uh, on the U.S. on the U.K. government side, they um, don't have any recommendations related to modern slavery um, having been adopted. So there's no um, words or any legislation, anything on their part. Uh, regarding modern slavery as it relates to the fashion industry. The next recommendation is that uh, the, the use of a tax system should be in place to incentivize repair, reuse, and recycling, and to reward fashion companies that prioritize these steps. I totally agree. Um, for example, um, uh, the UK could you know, follow in Sweden's footsteps and uh, reduce that on uh, clothing repair services. Now, I learned a few things while researching the topic. Um, one of them uh, specifically was about what VAT is. You know, it, it sounds nice to create you know, a tax system which has benefits to it and is incentivized, but what does VAT really mean? Well, according to Investopedia, um, VAT is a value-added tax and it's a consumption tax that's placed on a product so, you know, whenever the value is added at each stage of the supply chain, you know, from the production to the point of sale, that's VAT. And the amount of VAT uh, that the user pays is on the cost of the product. Uh, last thing I want to talk about regarding the news portion here is that, you know, the UK government, um, it says it will revisit all of these recommendations, the positive things they talked about that should be implemented. Uh, regarding fast fashion, they said that they would revisit these in uh, 2025, which is, you know, just six years from now, and that, you know, hopefully uh, with public pressure, um, so those in the UK, all my UK listeners, you know, be sure to put pressure on your government, you know, uh, sooner rather than later, because earlier is best, and, you know, we can fight together these, um, you know, things that they're not trying to implement as best they can. They're not trying to uh, quit fast fashion. And you have to put the, their feet to the fire and make sure that they end uh, the destruction of fast fashion. So uh, I want to go over my thoughts on fast fashion today and my thoughts about um, how the UK government is kind of handling, um, you know, fast fashion. So, you know, on my standpoint, fast fashion does not care about the environment. And I hate it. I hate the fact that there were, there was a time for me where it's not like I was a spendthrift, but I wasn't uh, yearly or, or so, maybe annually, I'd make purchases towards, you know, different companies, some fast fashion, some not. But I realized after after a while, you know, the quality was not there. The prices couldn't make up for it. I'm not one to, you know, spend my money on such material things. I'd rather save it or invest it or, or put it to good use or buy gifts for, you know, others or, you know, make plans for it. And I decided to step away from fast fashion, you know. Um, according to Attitude Organic, which is a really great site um, I checked out recently, 
Um, fast fashion brands produce 150 billion pieces of clothing, and the consumption of new clothing each year is about 80 billion pieces of clothing. You know, that fact is, star- is startling. That fact is scary. You know, we don't even have 150, you know, or 80 billion people on the planet uh, itself. So the fact that we have this consumption pattern and this, this, this high mass of, of volume of clothing that we're running through is alarming. You know, we have to stop this as a planet, as, as people on this planet, and we have to be responsible for what we wear. We do not need, you know, two and three wardrobes full of clothing. You know, we need our basics, we need our seasonal wear, our favorite pieces, our staple pieces, and you can go about your day, you know? Um, I want to talk about why in particular I stopped um, shopping at fast fashion stores. I talked about it uh, a few minutes ago, but um, one of them I, I used to shop at um, in-store and online sometimes was H&M. And I stopped going there um, recently because of what happened, which I'll get into a little bit later. But I also stopped going there because I felt like it it didn't really represent me as an individual with my style, you know, boho chic, very on the go at times, sometimes casual, sometimes um, very much, you know, together. And I felt like even though H&M is a brand, like they, they produce clothing all the time. So what they have really isn't going to suit me, you know, as I as I get older, you know, it's a maybe young brand, you know, a super young adult brand, you know, teen, tween. Um, brand and I just kind of felt like it wasn't for me anymore and you know me me not being you know in the malls and spending all my money on clothes it really didn't bother me to stop shopping at H&M Forever 21 and a few other stores as well. Um, I suggest to all those watching to check out the movie The True Cost. It's available on Netflix and probably uh, most uh, available places where you find movies and it talks about and discusses heavily um, you know, about the perils of fast fashion and what you can do about it uh, locally. Uh, next, I want to uh, let you know that you can tune into my previous podcast episode about sustainable um, and responsible brands um, that are, of course, better to your wallet, um, your conscious, and the planet. Um, and it's entitled Nike saving the planet and it's plant-based dye shoe collection plus new prize giveaway um i'll actually link that in the show notes for you and that uh, giveaway for that um podcast is part of that podcast episode it has since ended so lastly i want to close and just ask you know are you um for fast fashion or against it just let me know with a voice message love Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all of the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the description section of this episode. It's the direct support link for Greener Thoughts.
So the Mother Earth Minutes is the time in Greener Thoughts, of course, where I would love to, you know, review and help you review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode and as always, save Mother Earth. So on the message for this Mother Earth Minutes is that fast fashion is, you know, slow to return rewards. It's not what you think it is and the pieces that mean a lot to you are fine. But you can put your money to, you know, better use and do what you love, pick up a new hobby, travel with someone, take photos and make memories. You know, memories never end up in a landfall. You know, the things that you do with your time, what you invest in, what you spend um, with family and friends and those who mean more to you will actually add value to, to your life and you'll, you'll be happier and you'll you know, you'll feel a lot more love there and you'll feel a lot more wholeness and, you know, satisfaction to yourself. The first tip I have is that uh, regarding fast fashion, instead of doing that, being part of that, you can just donate and resell the items you don't want. Um, I'm a really um, big supporter of donating things and um, I wish I could get more into reselling, but because I don't buy a lot, I don't have to really resell too much. Um, according to uh, Greenpeace Australia, um, you have to beware when donating clothes sometimes. Um, only about uh, a third um, of all donated clothing is deemed good enough for reselling, and the rest is either exported or cut up into rags or disposed of, unfortunately. Uh, the next tip you can do is to swap uh, clothes with a friend and shop secondhand next tip there as part of the first one is to invest in quality and buy less I really love that tip because I do it you know I have my jean jacket I have my slacks I have um, you know stockings I have other pieces of my wardrobe that will never probably fade from it and I pick quality materials that last so I don't buy pleather boots or uh, things that I know could rip easily or things that are cheap I just don't do it um, the next tip is to recycle and repurpose your materials as always. And then the last part of the first tip is to learn to sew. It's very valuable. I've learned I've learned to sew. Um, it's been probably more than 10 years or so I've, I've been sewing and know how to sew. Um, so I can mend, you know, my old clothes if I'd like to or a hole or something. And um, I think I told you guys I recently... Um, been learning how to hand embroider and how to create patches and things, little patches for uh, like accessories. So for jackets and for shirts and pants and shoes and such. So I'm going to make that into a little business. And I love it so far. It's so fun and um, definitely doable. And you can do it too. You can customize your garments, your jackets, anything you'd like by just learning how to sew and just learning how to embroider. The second tip I have for you is to talk about some of the bad companies that are doing fast fashion and other horrible things um, related to fashion. So the first um, bad company is uh, Uniqlo, uh, U-N-I-Q-L-O. They don't uh, provide good working conditions to their workers and their clothes are mainly produced in China and their workers have low pay, low hours, and are unfortunately subject to horrific uh, working treatment. The next uh, is part of the bad 
is Victoria's Secret. Now, I didn't know this before and now I know it now. Um, the organic and fair trade cotton uh, that is handpicked for some of their materials um, as part of their collections, they're handpicked by children. Yeah, if you didn't know that, now you know that now. H&M, uh, they're full of sweatshop scandals. After years, um, after last year's um, coolest monkey in the jungle teal um, blue hoodie, I, I, I knew that I would you know, never buy from them again. And I vowed to never buy from H&M again. That's one of the reasons I didn't talk about earlier, but I decided to talk about it now, is that I would never buy from H&M again. You know, if you're gonna disrespect, you know, my people, black people, and think you can get away with it, wrong. So I knew that I was never going back, and H&M is a brand that I will never respect. And those who don't support, you know, H&M, I am, you know, with you, and thankfully you don't. For those who do, you need to go ahead and check about why you actually are still supporting H&M and fix that. Now, Primark is another bad company. They have crazily um, cheapened their clothing and have crazy cheap prices, um, but it's all at the expense of uh, Bangladeshi uh, workers, and they have horrible working conditions there. Now, Rip Curl is the last of the bad companies, top bad companies. Um, they produce uh, clothing in uh, North Korea, which I didn't know before today. And um, that means that, unfortunately, um, bad case here is that their uh, working conditions involve slavery to produce their clothing. Now, on the good side, there are some really, really good um, clothing brands that do good for the planet and are reputable and you'll feel good about, you know, being a part of and supporting. Uh, one of them is Mayamiko and Mayamiko um, creates fair trade products and they're created by artisans, which I love that. I love handmade and creative and hand designed work myself. Um, and they're made by artisans from a, dis from a disadvantaged community or communities within uh, Malawi. And for those who don't know, Malawi is a landlocked country in Southeast Africa. American Apparel is the second one that's a part of the uh, good brands and is committed to a sweatshop-free you know, business model. Um, and its workers live in the United States and earn a legal salary. People Tree is a UK brand and it's famous for its ethically sourced and sustainable fashion pieces. Uh, Hanky Panky is um, a you know made in America product and company and they are also sweatshop free. Their products are made in New York City. And Thought Co or Thought Clothing I should say is a UK brand that sells cruelty free, organic and or uh, eco-friendly fashion items and they're also fair trade which I love. The third and last tip for you is that uh, I'm going to go ahead and link a special uh, website that features tons of uh, sustainable fashion brands all across the world. They have everything from activewear, eyewear, bags, shoes, clothing for kids, luxury items, you name it. Um, if you can find it there, it's there. And I'll link it in the show notes for you. And it's all about sustainable fashion brands. The eco fact of the day is that by altering the types of and distribution of phytoplankton, global warming is changing the colors of the oceans, 
making blues bluer and greens greener. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the May-June 2019 issue. Greener Thoughts wants to hear your story. You can choose to self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and supports the environment. Do you work hard in the environmental field in either an organization or company? Either way, let Greener Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please send your 200-word essay to the email address greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. The Eco Company Spotlight is the time in Greener Thoughts where I, of course, want to hear about your environmentally related uh, products and services that you have or, and you know, know about. Maybe you're the founder of a company and you want to get some, um, you know, reach to your company. I'm, you know, one of the people to do it. I love talking about all types of companies that happen to be doing good for the planet here. And so if you'd like to go ahead and have that done and have me review your product or service, be sure to let me know by voice message or emailing Greener Thoughts. Um, I've been doing um, this reviewing of um, companies for a little bit now, since February of this year, and I have a new one for you, and that I gotta tell you, I simply love their products. Their chips are amazing, and so I'm gonna tell you about them. So if you've heard of Simply 7 Snacks, go ahead and let me know. Simply Seven snacks are simply seven things. They're made with simple ingredients, contain no preservatives, contain zero trans fats, they don't have any artificial colors or flavors, their products are gluten-free, they're full of simple ingredients, and that means they don't have any hard to pronounce words in them. And lastly, Simply 7 snacks are wholesome, delicious, and healthy as well. The mission of Simply 7 snacks is that uh, the president, uh, Rashim uh, Oberoi, he said, quote, I wanted to show people that simple ingredients are actually exceptionally delicious, end quote. And you know what? He's done that with Simply 7 snacks. Simply 7 snacks they have a ton of different flavors and different varieties, which I'm going to talk about now. They have their lentil chips, they have the creamy dill, sea salt, jalapeno, and they have the white cheddar kind. They have their quinoa curls and farmhouse cheddar, original and mesquite uh, or mesquite uh, barbecue. They have their organic veggie and original and ranch. Simply Seven also has their collaboration with Gaidea. Uh, popcorn, they have butter, a margarita pizza, parmesan cheese, sea salt, and they have the olive oil variety. There's hummus chips, they have roasted garlic, roasted red pepper, sea salt, and they have spicy chili pepper. And the quinoa chips, they have cheddar, barbecue, salt and vinegar, which is my favorite, sea salt, and then they have sour cream and onion. And lastly, they have kale chips. So you have the sea salt, uh, dill pickle, and they also have the lemon olive oil flavors. 
My first-hand experience with um, Simply 7 snacks is that I first bought them, um, I'd say three to three years ago, maybe. Um, I bought them around um, Union Station in D.C., and I bought them from a vendor there where I was just, you know, shopping there. Um, and so I tried finding them um, elsewhere, but the vendor was really cool, and I bought them for a few bucks, and I fell in love with the, sea, uh, the salt and vinegar flavored quinoa chips that they have. And I love them. And I found them only on Amazon um, uh, online because I couldn't try finding them in Safeway and Wise and other places. So I'm definitely going to buy them um, in bulk on Amazon. They're just that good. Um, for a location near you to purchase, you can go to Simply 7 Snacks, um, their store finder on their website. But just going to the top of their website page there at www.simply7snacks.com it's simply and then the number 7 snacks.com and then their address is simply 7 snacks PO box 710543 Houston Texas zip code 77271 their phone number is 1-877-682-2300 Simply 7 Snacks can be found online at www.simply7snacks.com, Amazon.com, eBay.com, Food Lion, Giant. They can be found at Kroger as well, Mom's Organic Market, Price Right, Wegmans, Wise Market, uh, Whole Foods, Yes Organic Market, and other fine stores online and in stores across the country where available. Simply 7 Snacks is on the following social media platforms of Facebook as Simply 7. Um, that's all one word, simply, and then the n- number 7. Instagram as Simply 7 Snacks, um, all lowercase one word. Uh, LinkedIn at Simply um, one word, seven, one, wor- one number, and then um, Snacks. And then Pinterest, they're on there as Simply 7 official page. And at Twitter, they're on uh, at uh, Simply 7 Snacks and then uh, YouTube it's Simply 7. Uh, last thing here is that to contact them you can also go to www.simply7snacks.com then view the top section of the web page then click on contact to contact them through their message form. So that's all I have. That is all the information I have jam-packed here. All about fast fashion, what brands to go ahead and check out, and how you can combat fast fashion where you live and get rid of it for good. Um, Either way, you happen to live in the UK, in the US, um, anywhere else. You know, you are in a position to be a part of something good and ending fast fashion So if you really appreciate all the information packed here, I'd appreciate you sharing this podcast and, uh, you know, letting it know, letting it be known that you aren't, you know, willing to stand for fast fashion and to mark this as a favorite Greener Thoughts, um, especially if you love all the information here and be on the lookout for a new episode coming soon. Until then, take care, everybody. Bye.